It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz, a Thursday edition, which means Facebook Live. We'll take your questions, get your interactions, get your thoughts as we come to you live from Charlotte after the Jazz get a surprising win in Washington. We'll talk about what that win means about this club, look at some of the highlights of the performance, and take your questions as there's been a lot to talk about this week in the world of the Utah Jazz. It's all coming up on Locked On Jazz. Pow! How I am, David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA Insider. Hope you're great. Thanks for tuning in. This is Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers, little look behind the curtains every now and then, and all that uh, for you here unlocked on jazz we do it for you every day you can get on itunes wherever and if you give us a review we greatly appreciate it uh thursday edition of the show so glad to have you with us we do facebook live first segment today we'll run through last night's game and then i'm gonna take an extra two segments of questions today uh i thought that there's probably uh that amount of stuff going on today's show is brought to you by the store at 6200 south 20th east uh love those guys also brought to you by the advocates and we got three sponsors today, Stevens Henniger College. So and Seeking. Well, four. Loaded. Big show. Wow. <laughs> Wonder how that's happening. All right, so uh that's all coming your direction, so let's get it rolling. Uh we always like to go recap the sh- the game with kind of the numbers and stuff, but I I wanna I think that takes out a little bit of the personality of the win last night. Uh I, I think and, and we'll get to that. But I think that, to me, the personality of last night's win was a level of fight, a commitment of these guys that was is really impressive, right? There were a lot of reasons. They've lost 13 to 16. It's been a tough stretch. Um, you know, the, the spirit and energy around the team's actually been pretty good and stayed that way. But you've, you've definitely had enough bad moments in time here with losses and injuries and things that you could tap out pretty easily. And this road trip was funky. Um, it's been really long. And I know the NBA is trying to do the right thing with no back-to-backs, but I, I would, I've had some conversations with some performance analysis people that would probably tell you that the back-to-back every now and then is not actually a bad thing, and particularly back-to-back on the road where you're in a rhythm is not a bad thing. So this has been, this has been long. Uh, now we are fresh, I guess. Uh, and so I just think for the big picture – that last night's win is as much about kind of, I, I want to credit the players. I do think Quinn and his staff deserve a lot of credit, but I sometimes think we overdo that because I don't think they deserve the blame on the flip side as much as we often give it to them. And so I want to be a little careful on that. Um, you can't have it just one way. And so I just think that the players deserve a huge amount of credit for the character and energy and spirit by which they, they played last night and how they played last night. Uh, I also think there's an interesting expectation level to last night. So Epe Udo is is back and playing in in the United States after two years in Europe, and the oppor- and everything's an opportunity. Everything's happy and good, and he just plays with a zest, right? And Derek Favors is a former third pick who's a free agent, and 
um, body has been failing him at times, and and everything's kind of heavy, right? Like, it's just like, where am I going to be? Am I being traded in the next three weeks? Am I here? Do they love me? Do they not love me? They don't really love me. They love me when they got me for Darren, but then they love Rudy more and all these expectations around him. And, and so there's not – he doesn't have that cyst. I, I, I feel that way a little bit with Rod. I thought – what a weird night that Rodney Hood got ejected last night. Like, that's not Rodney. And on on two calls that are weird to me that he got technical fouls, like, just – and then slapping the cell phone. Like, that's not Rodney Hood. That's that's not the kid that we know so well from Mississippi at the Boys and Girls Club who lights up when he sees his little boy. Who, like, and what is that? That's expectations and pressure and uh, contract and being the lead guy, but then Donovan taking it from you and – uh, not badly, but that's just the reality. I mean, he he was going to be the, you know, he was going to be the guy this year. He was going to be the guy in the middle of the huddle going one, two, three, jazz, like right. He and Rudy, and and that's not how it is now. And taking eleven shots in fifteen minutes seems a bit obscene. And he just, and yet then you get Royce O'Neal comes in for fourteen minutes. He's been in Europe for two years. He's <clears throat> and it does, that's not going to talent's going to win. But I, I thought last night was a little bit of an interesting contrast between. Those guys who have just immense pressure on them, that the game's gotten, it's not very fun right now. It, the business aspect of it, the pressure is, is on them compared to these guys, some of the guys who, who, you know, are, are just out getting to play. You know, and all, every guy's got his own story. If you don't think Joe Ingles is feeling immense pressure from the contract he signed in the offseason and wanted to make sure that he lives up to that big number, and if you don't think Rubio's got pressure in the fact he's trying to, to build his legacy, I, I, you know, so all of them have their own individual story, and so what I, th- that's t- to some extent what I think was so impressive about last night was they all have their own individual story, they've lost 13 to 16, we've been on the road forever, they've been crippled by injuries, they're virtually out of the playoff race from most people's point of view, like you watch ESPN the other night and they put up a graphic and the Jazz aren't in the standing, they're, they aren't listed anymore, and yet these guys fought through that to play a Pretty good team who was playing well. I think they'd won 10 of 14. And it's hard to play because of John Wall's speed and, and bucked up and got it done. And so I, I thought that was, to me, that's what last night was about. Now there's, you know, and, and I do think that there's some side of that where there's some credit that's got to go to Q and there's some credit that's got to go uh, to the rest of the bunch, be, the coaching staff, uh, because at least they're in an environment where they're doing that, right? So um, it's good. Like I thought, I thought to me that was... Um, and don't misunderstand what I'm saying. Like, you've got to have the Derek Favors. You've got to have the Rodney Hoods. On one individual given night, I thought the freeness and the expectations of the Royce O'Neills and the Epe Udos of the night carried you on a night where the burdens are got there. And this is a little bit what I've said about Donovan this whole time. Is, is I, You know, he is terrific. He is not a finished product. Foul trouble last night. There's little things every night. Off the bounce three right now is a little bit of a problem. Fine. And and he's going to work on it. He's got such a great growth mindset. His mom did such a wonderful job raising him. He's such a fabulous kid. I'm not worried. But at some point, this the the zest and joy he plays with, like it'll be interesting to see if that if that gets worked out of him a little bit. I think it's been worked out of Damian Lillard. Like that's a little bit of life. It's a little bit of jobs. It's you know deep and philosophical here, but um, that's the way it is. Uh, last night, the Jazz uh, offensive rating was really an, a, a great offensive night. One hundred nine point two. Defensive rating was a 106.1, so defense was good. It wasn't great, but that's actually interesting because that's right about where Epe has been. Uh, when you go look at the numbers of what we are when Epe's out, um, 
on the floor without Gobert and Favors. That's right about where we are. Uh, we didn't get many stops early. As the night went on, we got more and more stops in that ball game. Uh, we talked about a lot on the broadcast that Washington was uh, 22nd in the league if you made your shot and they were coming back. They're 10th in the league after defense rebound. They're 2nd in the league off turnovers. Uh, the Jazz got a ton of turnovers last night. They they really do give John Wall fits. That's just not a matchup that John Wall uh, seems like. Jazz effective field goal percentage last night. The offense came in 30th in the NBA in the last five games. It was a little bit above average, but they the real thing is they didn't turn the ball over last night. And then the 11 offensive rebounds. I'm on offensive rebound island. Uh, I've been talking about this on the show a lot. Last night's a pretty good uh, example of that. We got 11 offensive rebounds last night. We uh, I don't have the second chance points in front of me, but I think it was 14. It's a big, you know, that's seven possessions that would have gone for not. That's that's a big change. I. I, I am still on offensive rebound island. I got to do some more work on it and got to research it and try to prove this. Uh, I'm not one who likes to just sit here and make these comments and then have nothing that backs them up. Ton of questions are coming in. I'll get to those in a second. Let me just go to our player tracking and our hustle data from last night, just because that's kind of what we do. Um, so on uncontested looks last night, we were great. 30 of 62, so 48%. Like make or miss league, Joe Ingles gets the similar shot to what he got in Miami, and he knocks it down. Ricky Rubio, 1 of 11 on corner three, right corner threes this year, knocks it down for the game winner. Donovan Rubio goes 8 of 14 on open looks last night. That's that's big. Royce O'Neal goes 3 of 3. He got Alec Burks' minutes last night, played really well uh, in the second half. They were good on open looks, too, 23 of 46. So it was not that they missed. Frankly, John Wall hit some shots he doesn't usually make, and Bradley Beal uh, had his usual good night. Bradley Beal does not play off the bounce though very well and the Jazz got him what a great defensive play by Donovan late in the game what hustle um loose balls recovered last night two for Joe Ingles two for Rubio two for uh Joe Johnson one for O'Neal one for Jarebko one for Donovan deflections last night Epe Udo was six he also I mean he had three blocks two steals I mean the guy it's cool you know I don't think his body holds up for 30 minutes a night but he's a viable rotation player and uh can play uh, Rubio had three deflections. Joe Johnson had three deflections. Joe Ingles had two. Cephalosha had two. Jonas had one. Donovan had one. Alec had one. Royce Neal. So everybody on the who played last night except for Rodney Hood had a deflection. It's kind of a it's kind of a fun, fun little note. Today's show is brought to you in part by the store. My friends over at the store, Jeff and Scott, do a great job. We're going to get a locked on jazz frequent like discount card for you. Uh, if you have not been out there, it's 6200 South, 20th East is always what I say. It's right off that. Um, it's right at that corner. There's a big Rich's Bagels, good friends over there for a long time. I actually don't know them like personally at all, but like I used to go there all the time. Uh, have I ever told you the guys, the, I think I've told you the story about the store. I used to live up the top of Big Cotton Canyon the first time I lived in Utah, and I would go to the store. I didn't understand at the time uh, how great the store was. Like I didn't have the the palate to understand some of the meats, and I didn't understand a lot of those kind of things. And so uh, I would go there and probably just take it in for what it was because it was close and it was great, and it was a nice grocery store, and it felt good, and it felt neighborly. And so uh, I got the phone call uh, from Jeff. Hey, are you interested in sponsoring this place? And as he's talking about it, I'm like, wait a sec, this is the store. This is where I used to always go when I was single and uh, love that place. And so, yeah, it's been really fun to get back connected with them. I was, I'm over there all the time. You, the, the, the mudslide cookie I've told you is the best. There's a great neighborhood feel to it. Uh, they've got a new thing going on with Jacobson Salts. 
that is is terrific. So check that out. Uh, Sixty two hundred South, twenty of these right across, right around the bend, like it's a ninety degree angle. Is the uh, Cottonwood Ace there has the best Traeger setup, and as you start working toward the summer, which is closer than you realize, uh, you can you can go dig in um, and and find out. Uh, about their Traeger setup. They also have the Green Egg, but great hardware store there uh, as well. Um, and a bunch of Valentine's Day fun things if you're going to do the Valentine's Day. The cake, cake to floors has become a staple in our house. You probably can see in the video that uh, that's true uh, for me <laughs> as I've eaten too much. So enjoy it. 6200 South, 20th East over there. Uh, and the Jacobson Salt Company, by the way, uh, it's a great Pacific Northwest company, and they've just got a new line with them. So if you've not been done that, check that out when you're there. 6200 South, 20th East, it is the store. Life is complicated, especially right now. You're spending more time inside, unable to go to restaurants, and that means you're cooking dinner. But if you're like me, I hate cooking. Multiple trips to the grocery store, hours of monotonous meal prep just so you can scarf down your food in minutes. So when it's dinner time, I grab my phone, open up an app, and order something. But after convenience fees, delivery fees, and who knows whatever other fees, it ends up being close to $100 for two people. But then I met Freshly. Just put up your feet and relax while Freshly chefs and nutritionists do all the hard work. All you do is heat for three minutes and dinner's done. Imagine a better for you golden oven fried chicken, steak peppercorn with sauteed carrots and French green beans, and my personal favorite, buffalo chicken with loaded mashed cauliflower. It's got fewer carbs. That's just a few of the 30-plus health-conscious options to choose from. Freshly understands that food needs to be delicious, healthy, and simple, because let's be honest here, if it's not easy, I'm not going to do it, and if it doesn't taste good, I don't want to eat it. Freshly is offering our listeners $40 off, $40 off for their first two orders at Freshly.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's Freshly.com slash LockedOnNBA. I want to jump. Uh, right to the questions today. I just think there's going to be a bunch of good ones and there's been a lot going on. So I'd like to get right to the questions today. We have a big audience, um, bigger than usual. Uh, Spencer Langford, is it time to trade Hood? Boy, right out of the chute. So I, so the implication is that like yesterday would be the reason, like he got, like I don't, you have to make a decision on Rodney. So the decision on Rodney is, what is your view of him as a long-term player? What is your viewpoint of what his market's going to be? What's going to, it's going to be a pretty tough market for Rodney. Contavious Caldwell Pope's a free agent. Avery Bradley's a free agent. Danny Green's a free agent. So a lot of players of similar ilk to Rodney. So, but anytime you're in this circumstance, I think the first thing you have to decide is who do you think he is? What do you, so that's the first thing. What do you think his role would be on your roster? That's the second thing. What would your salary cap situation be comfortable paying him? This is the step process you have to go through. Now, once you've done that, so I've decided that he's, you know, a starting shooting guard. He's going to be our third scorer, third primary guy. We're willing to pay him $18 million a year. Like, I don't know. I mean, I just made that up. Maybe you decide he's a sixth man. He's going to be just a... Uh, we're going to ride his bell curve, and he's $12 million a year. So you, you've done that. That's what fits for you. Now the next question you have to ask, what is the market going to yield him? Well, if you have him as a $12 million player and you know he's going to get 20 then, okay, there's there's a discrepancy there. 
And at that point in time, you now have to make a decision. So, all right, well, we're not willing to pay him 20, and we think he's going to get 20, then, then, then it is time you trade him. Because if you're not willing to pay him, then you probably should go get something in exchange. If, you know what, we're pretty comfortable paying him 16, and I just don't think anyone's going higher than that, then no. And so it's a four-part process you have to evaluate on any of these players. So, and, and, and this is with Rodney as a restricted free agent. With Derek, which is probably one of the next questions, you can do the same thing. Who do we think he is? What do we think his value, you know, what is his role on our team? What is his, what is our value to him? Then Derek, you have to ask the question, is he interested in coming back? And the answer to that is no. Like, Derek is not interested in being Rudy Gobert's backup center. Of course not. Like, why would he be? So there's no, there's no reason why he should be either. So I wouldn't, um, you know, I, I, I wouldn't want to, you know, you don't want to, like, so, okay, so then Derek, yeah, you probably have to do the best you can if you're going to try to get an asset for him for the future without hurting the team in the near time, do something, right? So that makes sense. So in regards to your specific question, Spencer, I, I don't know the answer to those questions on Rod. I I, I feel for Rod right now. I, I don't think that what we – the guy we saw last night, that's not Rodney Hood, right? I mean, Rodney Hood, I know, is this incredible guy from Mississippi who – Works with the Boys and Girls Club, has a, has a deep heart, is polite, is nice, is raised by two really nice people. I'm not saying that, but I'm not saying like ejection means he's not a good person. That was just a level of frustration in the sl- That's just not him. That's not the guy I know. Uh, so there's two points of view. Justino says, I like seeing the emotion out of Hood. Yeah, so that's one point of view. I, I'm not sure I love a player as good as Rodney Hood getting ejected. Um, on a second technical foul when he's been kind of given a warning by the official and he means so much to the team. Rod's really, really good. So you need him, you want him on the floor. Um, so to me, I, 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 I don't have, I see a lot of emotion out of Rod. He plays with a lot of emotions. He's hitting shots, man. He's levitating, going back. He's shimmy shaking. He's, I see a lot of emotion out of Rod. Uh, Alex Bickmore's got a, th- it's going nuts on the comment line. That's kind of why I like Alex. That was an awesome and unpredictable win. Uh, good intro. Um, all right, Ryan says, can you win with a non-shooting point guard in the modern NBA where spacing is so valuable? So can you? Well, I mean, you need shooting at every position. Who's Cleveland's point guard? Kyrie Irving over, the, I guess, their run. So Steph Curry. No, I mean, but like, I, and what do you mean by win? I, I always, that's always a hard, I don't mean to go like Jeff Van Gundy here, but like, what does win mean? Like championships? It's a lot more than that. Win, make the playoffs? It's a good question. I mean, we're, you know, there's no doubt that when Ricky makes shots, we're much better than when he doesn't. That seems like a really stupid comment, but it's true. Um, going into, I think, last night's game, Maybe two days old, when he shoots forty four in wins he shoots forty four and losses he shoots thirty four, in wins he shoots thirty eight from three and nineteen from three from three. So there's no there's no hiding the fact that you need you you know anybody on the floor can't can't has no gravity is a difficult concept and I actually would say this Ryan the 
the point guard has gravity because he has the ball in his hands in a manner that would probably make it so not shooting is more acceptable than some other positions. What type of fine can we expect for Hood? I got no idea. So it's an interesting thing. It seems so minor, but on the other end, it's with a fan. I got no idea. Um, a win so needed. We played a lot of teams that were on a hot streak, a lot of bad luck and injuries. It's been tough. Chase wants to know carrot, carrot cake, or banana bread. I had blueberry muffin this morning. It was not good. Totally not worth it. Probably going to make me fat. Wasn't worth it. Um, I travel every day with a protein bar and oatmeal. An emergency. So I travel because we stay in really, really awesome, high-end, fancy hotels where I can't afford breakfast. <laughs> and so I travel with an oatmeal, a protein bar, and an emergency every morning. And I'm having a debate right now. I got this kombucha last night at 2 o'clock in the morning. I forgot to drink it. It's been in my room. It still feels kind of cold. Can I drink this kombucha 12, 10 hours later still? What do we think? All right. Uh, let's see. Are you feeling buy, sell, or hold of the deadline? What is the order of likelihood for each player to be moved? I'm I, I, I'm not going to run through every player. Um, I I think we are in in a year in which we're pivoting off of Gordon's departure, and then, um, so we're pivoting off of Gordon's departure, trying to figure out who we are, and then this emergence of this incredible player in Donovan. So I think you're reforming who you are as an organization and where you're going. If we can make the playoffs in the meantime, it's a great experience for everyone. Uh, but I do think that you're probably evaluating the marketplace with future thoughts in mind and probably not going to do anything to just try to make the playoffs this year that would prohi- which would hurt your future uh, assets in the long run. I, I think now, you know, if there's a player out there that has, this is where I, what I think it's interesting. Let's say there's a player. I got no idea who I'm talking about. Let's say there's a player out there who's got three years left on a deal. I mean, you guys could probably come up with someone two or three years left on a deal that we like. And you can go get them. Not a superstar. Let's say it's just a rate, a player who fits well with Donovan and Rudy. Um, Maybe fits well with Donovan, Rudy, and Hoodie, depending on your point of view. Um, the if, if, if that player's out there, you now have to make a little bit different evaluation. You have to evaluate what are the other choices in the marketplace of free agency and what are our chances in Salt Lake City, Utah, of going to get that player? And and, and, can, and do, can we get that player? Um, if we... If we can't get that player, then we should go trade for a guy and know we can get him, even if he might not be our most favorite most favorite guy. If that if that makes any sense. So if there's a player out there, I don't know if I said that right. If there's a player out there with three years, two years left on his deal, he might not be your perfect choice. But gosh, I don't think we can get any. I'm not certain we're getting anything better in free agency. Or I don't even like what's in the free agent market. Maybe you go trade for that guy, and then you take away some of your flexibility and you kind of move forward. I do think that we are a trade draft franchise, not a free agency franchise. And I think we'll fool ourselves if we think we're a free agency franchise. Today's show is brought to you in part by the Advocates. Matt and the guys at the Advocates do a great job. Matt starred the Advocates as injury attorneys, largely for car accidents, uh, with the goal in mind of, of helping people. And uh, 
He tells the story that he used to go out to dinner parties and kind of, well, I did, I'm a lawyer, and mumble. And finally his wife was like, why? Like, why are you ashamed of the fact that you're helping people in a time of need? And moreover, what Matt, I think, now has great pride in, not to do a psychoanalyze Dr. Phil on Matt at the Advocates, but is that this process they've built, the 106 steps, uh, over 25 years of work, it's gotten better and better and better. And what he believes sets them apart is, one, they're going to get you good results. Two, they're going to make sure nothing bad happens. And three, they are going to treat you uh, well. The structure is different. What they have is a map that's going to map out the best experiences. Along the way, they have special teams units that are going to deal with the insurance company, the hospital, the car, all these. these, That's what these people do. So they take this 106-step process, and each step along the way in the process, there's somebody who's designed to do that specific task. And that allows for efficiency, productivity. The accidents are different, but the process is the same, and they have a process that is efficient. Efficient means productivity, means communication, means expediting the process, and experts to the task inside each of it. It's really impressive. It, you know, if you think about it, less than 1% of these accidents go to trial, 3% go to arbitration. So you need experts in the field doing what they're going to do. The advocates will have a lawyer talking to you within 60 seconds and get that case into the system and rolling through their process. Give them a call at 801-355-3550. That's 801-355-3550, The Advocates. Hi, this is Nate Duncan from Locked On's Hollinger and Duncan podcast. Those of you who listen to our show know that I try to take a measured approach. I'm not prone to hyperbole. It really takes something special to get me excited. But with all that said, Theragun is simply one of the best products that I have ever used. I just turned 40. I've always loved to work out, to play basketball when it's safe. And as I got into my 30s, it just wasn't possible to do that anymore the way I wanted to because my body didn't feel right. And Theragun has helped me fix so many of the aches and pains. I tried everything, massages, chiropractors, this at-home device, handheld percussive therapy has worked better than any of those for me. And now the all-new Gen 4 Theragun has a proprietary brushless motor. It's so quiet. It's no louder than an electric toothbrush. And best of all, you can try Theragun risk-free for 30 days. There's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4 with an OLED screen, personalized Theragun app, and the quiet and power you need. Starts at only $199. Go to theragun.com slash locked on, the name of this network, right now, and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash locked on. Theragun.com slash locked on. All right, let's continue with your questions. Um, uh, Blake says he was never the guy. He You have to earn that, and you wanted him to be the guy. Right. I think he's talking about Rodney. Right. No, he was never the guy, but they it was in position for him to be the guy. The expectation was for him to be the guy. And I think when your expectations change, it's awfully hard on you. Like, like view the world for a minute from Rodney's lenses, using a Stephen Covey, you know, view the world from somebody else's lenses. View the world from Rodney's lenses. Free agent year, doesn't get offered a deal, um, going to be the man. Shortly thereafter, now coming off the bench, Donovan emerges. No one's wronged him in any of these things at all in any way, shape, or form. But none of it's going the way he thought. And that's hard. And, you know, I think we could all be honest about ourselves. How often do you look inward and blame yourself? Like, I mean, it'd be nice if we all did. I, I, I might be particularly hard on myself. But I'm also pretty quick to, like, blame something that's my fault on somebody else. Um, I think we all are. 
Uh, Alex Bickmore says, I've seen a lot of nice improvements from Rubio as of late. Yeah, I mean, Ricky plays with just such a passion and an energy, and, you know, he's not a good shooter, right? And, and when he does make shots, it's, it's fabulous, like last night. It's a game changer, um, and it gives you hope that that's who he's going to become. I I'm probably have re- kind of stepped away from that idea, and just in the sense that, like, I look at his career numbers. He's 38% shooter. He's shooting 40 this year. His three-point shooting's 31. He's shooting 20, 30. Like, he's right at who he is, and I think this is – who he is, and as he gets more and more comfortable, he'll probably do more and more things to help the team. Um, you know, I can cherry pick back to the Golden State game where he goes 5 of 13 and take his last six games and talk about he was shooting 45% from three and 36%, uh, 45% overall and 36% from three, and that he's 13 points and four rebounds and five assists, but I'm also cherry picking, right? I go add two more games onto that list, and, and now all of a sudden I got him right back to 40% and 30% from three. So I. I'm kind of accepting him for who he is right now and watching him learn how to, to work with the guys and, and make the plays that need to be made and certainly helps us when he makes shots. There's there there's no no doubt at all uh, to that. Uh, Michael Van Orden, why not go after a cheaper and more flexible contract like Ursan Ilyasova instead of Miritich? This way we can keep our first-round pick. That's a big difference between uh, – that big a difference between Miritich and Ilyasova. Ilyasova is – I think Ilyasova's done, right? Like, I mean, Ilyasova's on fumes in his career. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but that's my vibe. He's bounced to a bunch of different teams. He's got some ankle and legs problems. He's in Atlanta right now um, as much because of the fact that he might not have had other places to go. Um, Miritich is a 26-year-old, highly regarded European star. Now, maybe some of this highly regarded stuff is not fair, but um, Ilyasova is 30 years old. Miritich is 26. Ilyasova did play, actually, to his credit, all 82 last year while playing on three different teams. And the year prior played 74. So I, I, maybe I'm a little harsh on, on where he is with his legs and ankles and defense and things like that. Um, maybe, you know, I mean, he's averaging 11 and 6. Uh, I'd have to dig in a little bit more on him. He's a 37% career three-point shooter. Their numbers are not that different. They're, to your point, their age, their bodies, and their um, expectations of who they could be, I think, are different. Is that true? I don't know. Is it worth? Uh, I Here's the difference, Michael. If you're trading for Ursan Ilyasova, you're getting a stretch four for this season, at which point I think Jarebko and Tabo are fine. Um, if you're – and Joe – if you are trading for Miritich, you're, you believe he's a piece moving forward that may complement Rudy um, and Donovan and Rodney or whomever else is a part of this core uh, going forward. That, that's the difference. Ursan Elisova at 30 years old is not going to be 31 next year, is not going to be a piece of your core uh, would, be the, would be the answer. And I'm not sure that I think he's that much better than Jarebko or Tabo. Jarebko was really good last night. From Peter, how much do you – Attribute last night's win to starting players the opposing team hasn't scouted against Epe's effectiveness with Favors and Rudy up. Uh, I would have gone zero, but I don't want to discredit the question. It's a good, it's a well thought, it's well thought of, it's worthwhile. Um, you know, I, I I think NBA players are, I would take it this way. NBA players are incredible. Um, I actually think we're ripe for expansion. I think there's just so much talent in this league, it's amazing. 
there's not top talent, but and every time you expand, you make the power teams even more powerful. Um, if you want to get rid of the power teams, we actually have to get rid of about that. The way you get rid of the super teams is you ex, you retract to 14 teams, and then the super teams wouldn't be that impressive. But as long as we have 30, we might as well have 32 or 34. Uh, and I think Epe is a good example of that, that these guys are good. And so um, I just think you have really good players who are playing with a lot of juice, and they probably have a minor deficiency that's going to make it so they would struggle that position for 82, and when you get them on a short term, they're going to be able to, you know, get going. Uh, Favors and Miritich both don't play. Favors tweeted, blah, 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 blah. Is he done? I don't know about Favors tweet. Uh, Miritich, I think, has the flu, or maybe the, maybe they're, you know, Miritich and the Bulls don't get along. Um, and Favors was injured. Favors sprained ankle, didn't feel like he could go. So, uh, you know, Favors was injured. I, 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 if if they're holding Favors out, they got me on this one. I've got enough honest reaction from people that I'm been a little surprised that we're surprised he wasn't playing last night. That they, they're fooling me. Uh, Nate has Dante been around the team much? Yeah, he's he is back. I think he went to Australia for a few days. Um, he's doing really well in his rehab, and I think he then went to Australia just to hadn't been around the team for a few days. If that's if people have noticed that, I know people have been tweeting me on that. Um, but he was back. He's with us right now. Um, always nice to see him. He's, he's working hard. Uh, Jake Aaron Rose. There was a report by Woj about teams being interested in Alec Burks, but Spence Check had said there's no market for him. Which teams, if any, would be interested in Alec? I don't know. I haven't looked at it. Um, I don't know what Alec is. Alec's healthy, so that's awesome. Um, you got a guy who loves the game. You know, I think a team like the Mavericks or a team like um, Brooklyn. I don't think a playoff contending team is going to roll Alec out, but I think maybe some team like that who's going to look at him and say, you know what, this is an off-the-bench 10-point-a-night score. Maybe we can help him get into being a little bit more than that. Um, that would that would be my guess. Um, team that doesn't play quite the same ball movement passing system, so that probably eliminates Brooklyn. Maybe just holds us to Dallas. Um I, I think, unfortunately for A.B., I, I think a little bit of the injuries that he's had over the last few years means he has not played consecutive basketball like this. Before. Like He's played all 41 games this year, or 40 of the 41 games. And I think his body is tired right now. His shots are all flat. He's hitting the front rim. Uh, and so I think that like this battle to get back, and he was kind of, and all of a sudden, almost like he's hit a rookie wall having played so little. If you look at his last 13 games, he's shooting 31% for the field and 19% from three. That's not who he is. Uh, it's a hard one right now because you'd like to let him play through that, but he probably, I mean, I almost think he might need a week off. And then you get that bounce back a little bit to who he is. Uh, but if you watch him, everything's flat right now. And uh, and he's trying, but I, I think he's uncertain of, of what he's going to do as, as he, I think he's fatigued a little bit. Michael Van in Locke's opinion, who has gone after the trade deadline favors Joe Johnson, Neto, Burks, others? Well, I think you have to go do exactly kind of the analysis piece we talked about. Like, in what order are you going to look at these things and... Um, And, you know, where do they fit? So, you know, favors, I think we've discussed. Joe Johnson, simply a question of if there's a team out there that wants him for a title, for a late run. If Joe Johnson really desperately wants a title run, do you buy him out? 
Um, I don't know why you'd move Neto. You just guaranteed him. So uh, I, I I think you just have to do that checklist, and you can do that as well as I can and just tell. Ajali, how are you? Ajali Murray, good. How's the hair? Do I look all right? Do I need a haircut? She runs a – I think it's a sports clips. It's a sports clips, isn't it? I think so. Um, is Neto okay? Will he be back soon? Yes. I, I, I almost – we're practicing today, and I think the, I think it's interesting we're practicing today. To me, the fact we're practicing today is a sign that guys are getting close, that Neto might need a practice. Rudy might need a little bit of a practice. Um, there's also a workload thing going on talking to our, our sports science guys. That So you're peaking out on game day, and you don't want to just go to zero – and then peak out again the next day. That's actually why guys are getting hurt. So you want to, like, peak out and then kind of keep it up and then peak out. And then you can rest for a while and then work it back up in periodization. And this schedule, it's actually almost – that's where I said back-to-backs earlier. It's almost better if you peak out, peak out again the next day, then get a day off and then work your way back up. And we don't have that right now. Um, so, Ajali, I think Neto is okay. And um, his knee was really the issue. And once his knee's fine, then he gets out of the concussion protocol. Uh, James Scott, we shouldn't trade favors. Why would we give him up when we have so many guards? Who should we really offer? I'm thinking Burke. Trey's long gone. I think James is talking about Alec. Um, Trey's actually back in the league close, it sounds like. You know, the only reason you're trading Derek, it has nothing to do with Derek. It has to do with the, the time together in the future doesn't seem likely. Like, I don't think Derek wants to stay to be Rudy's backup. And I don't think the Jazz are going to pay him what Derek wants to get in the open market to be Rudy's backup. So you've had this great run. Everyone's copacetic. It's not like anyone doesn't like each other. But that's the reality that suddenly you're, you're divergent lines instead of congruent lines. And so if you if there's you know if there's a value to have for him now, it's awfully nice that we've had Derek this run because when Rudy's hurt, we've been able to stay above water because of Derek. And uh, so it's actually you know Derek's got huge value. What are the Udo Tabo Jerebko contract terms after this season? They're all on player or team options. All three of them are on team options, different guarantee dates. Um, this next comment is Faves isn't going anywhere for this summer. You might as well get something for him. All right, the problem is that everybody else knows that too, right? Like that's, that's the problem uh, in all of this is when you analyze this is that, that they're going, you know, Everyone knows that. Hey, you're heading to work right now, and you're starting the new year. Are you at all kind of feeling, gosh, I wish I had something a little bit better. I wish I wish I could take the next step. One of my really good friends, um, great, one of the best people I know, actually, um, just, you know, call, had some things he was doing with our kids and coaching and, you know, emailed out and said, you know, I'm not going to coach anymore because i got to take the next step in my education to get myself some better opportunities. Stevens Henniger College can do that for you. Uh, their Their whole existence is to help students get a better job sooner. You know, school at certain times in your life is the right thing. At other times in life, it probably wasn't the right right thing, either because of you or the school or your situation. Well, now maybe is a better time. Is it a computer science course that's to, there for you? Uh, is it a human resources? W- what is it? Is it computer networking, uh, business, HR, wh- whatever it might be. Stevens Henniger is there for you with their small classes, nine and a half to one. They walk in the door, you're greeted like family. The minute you enter into Stevens Henniger, and that shows all the way through, because even when you're done, if a class develops, you're allowed to audit classes for free. They st- Courses start every month. They're fast-paced, about four weeks at a time, 10 hours of a week for class. Built for your success. 
They actually have a three-week dating period that allows you to just try them out. They try you out and see if it's the right place for no cost. Well, I don't have the laptop. I don't have the resources. Sit down. They have a financial planner from the beginning. We'll show you what all the costs are. There'll be no other costs. In regards to the laptop, if you, they'll give you a laptop at four weeks. It's free upon graduation. They, they're working with you to help you. Their, their whole model is for you to have success and for you to get another better job. Check it out. Stevens Henniger, maybe it's a chance for you to make the same step that my good friend is taking. You can text keyword to 88588. That's keyword to 88588. Or visit com. That's youineducation.com. Stevens Henniger College, keyword 88588. All right, let's continue here for a little while. Long show today. Um, who do you think the Jazz will waive to make room for? Uh, you know something that I don't know. Um, do we sign a player? I missed it. You know something I don't know. Davis Heap's got me. I'm going to have Davis Heap write at LockedOnJazz.net. Break stories. Who do you think the Jazz will? Are we getting the guy from it? Somebody I don't know about? Missed it. Um, I You know, the two-way th- stuff is, um, so I don't know. Okay, there you got me. Um, I'm embarrassed right now if that's true, that I missed something. I don't usually, um, I don't miss things like that usually. But I don't know about it. Might tell you how important some of the two-way stuff is. Uh, if Jazz continue to prove they can develop non-lottery talent to be role players, are late lottery picks worth keeping or trading? Interesting. Um, I, I I just think we are in the draft pick trade accus- acquisition. Um, so I, it's hard for us to trade draft picks. I feel like this season's been a lot of experiments with new players, young players, players on expiring contracts. Which players do you know about and which ones do you need to experiment with more? Uh, what uh, to know if they fit us long term? I, I mean, I think that's what happens when you pivot off Gordon. I think that's, I think there's something definitely to that. You know, we're making these strides of trying to figure out where we're going next and who fits and what they are. And but I, I'd also would say that the seasons created that, right? So we thought we were Rudy's team, and then Rudy goes and gets hurt. Not not like his like like so we we think we're Rudy's we we go to the season and we really think that the team is going to be Rudy defensively with a combination of Rodney and Joe Johnson offensively right so early in the season Joe Johnson goes out now there's a whole misnomer Donovan emerges because of, or miss Donovan emerges because of that twelve games into the season Rudy gets hurt. So before you can build your identity, now Donovan's emerging. Now who are we? Well, then we become this Derek Favors offensive-laden team. Rudy comes back. We start playing better teams. We start to lose. Rodney now is a bench player. Donovan's become the man. Now teams are focusing on Donovan. Don's got, got to adjust. There's just been. The, I just don't think we know who we are yet. Like I think there's been this kind of no identity along the way, which is what makes last night's win so impressive to me. Are the playoffs out of sight now, given how strong the West is this year? I'm traveling from Scotland to San Francisco in March, so hopefully see you on the 25th. I, I, no, we're not out of the playoff race. Um, Clippers' win last night was certainly impressive, though. But also Portland loses in Houston last night. Oklahoma City loses last night. New Orleans lost at home against Memphis. I don't know what New Orleans does. They're 500. What do they do? 
Oklahoma City, for all their talks, only two games above 500. What would it take to get Evan Fournier? Is that even an option? It's an interesting name. What's his contract status? See that guy I was talking about earlier that has two or three years left on the deal and you decide that you're they need to clear some space because they got to re-sign Aaron Gordon. And so you you decide that Evan Fournier... I mean, the first thing you better decide there is what position Donovan is. Um, right? That, that's the first thing. Fournier's contract is 17 next year, 17 the year. So that's exactly the player I was talking about. So do you like Evan Fournier at $17 million a year? Great call. Great job by Jaden. Do you like Evan Fournier at $17 million a year? I don't know what you're trading for him. Um, a little hard for us to get to $17 million with some of our deals. but you, And for three years, and feel that he compliments Donovan. He's a good driver, goes to the line, good shooter. I like him. I'm a fan. It's a really good – that's a really good – Kind of play along with, look at 6'7", so he's a, he's a good long two. Uh, career, 38% three-point shooter. He's been a little bit higher. Hasn't won. Nervous about getting players that haven't won. But also been in Orlando. Um, you know, worth keeping up. How French do we want to be? Just playing. Question for Rodney going forward on the roster is what role does he have on this team and what does he have on the team going forward? Arash, this is actually, I'm gonna, this is kind of, this is probably, for those of you who waited 42 minutes into a show, this is probably the most important comment I'm going to make all day long. Um, I probably should, intru- probably should close the show on this, but I'm not going to. I would love to trade Rodney Hood for Rodney Hood. And what I mean by that is, I would love to trade tomorrow Rodney Hood and get back Rodney Hood with a reset set of expectations on how he fits on this roster right now. Because the way Rodney Hood's going to fit in the future on this roster is not the way Rodney Hood perceived himself to be on this roster. So this version of Rodney Hood has a hard time jiving on how it's going to work. Whereas if you could go trade for Rodney Hood and bring him in and he sees Donovan and he sees how he fits and then he gets it, it's a much more copacetic run. I, I like Rodney Hood. I'd like Rodney Hood on my team. I would love to trade Rodney Hood for Rodney Hood. Does that make any sense? Should Royce O'Neal be getting more of Hood's minutes? O'Neal seems to be pretty consistent and plays good defense. That's all about expectations, right, Colton? You you walk into a game, you're expecting something out of Rodney Hood. You're expecting nothing out of Royce O'Neal. So Royce O'Neal does something good, you're excited. Rodney Hood doesn't do something good, you're mad. And so then you get this perception. But but the reality of what you just said isn't accurate. Um, How long till middle class is dead? It's pretty close. Does Hood want out of Utah as well? Getting that vibe lately. I have not. Um, last night was weird. I haven't, but I Rodney's that that was a weird. That's not Rodney, so I'm going to stay with that. But I don't think that. Um, I have not gotten any. Like he hasn't said anything to me. I haven't heard him say that to anybody else. Um. Let's see. Do you think Dennis Lindsay will be reluctant to give up yet another first-round pick for a player like Miritich after the previous two rentals didn't work out? Um, I don't know what two rentals didn't work out. Is that George Hill you're saying didn't work out? I thought that worked out pretty well. Um, yeah, I think we're going to be very reluctant to give up a first-round pick. Uh, unless it has a lot of protections on it. Particularly when we might not make the playoffs. I mean, we're like the 10th pick right now. Um 
Do you see Rodney taking a bigger role in his career as a go-to scorer? I actually don't. And I don't mean this critically at all. I, I really believe in the draft process a little bit. Um, you know, we just talked about Evan Fournier, who was what? A, what was that? He was, was he a second-round pick? No, he was a 20th pick. Like, Evan Fournier and, and Rudy and Rodney Hood are both kind of the same 22nd, 20th picks. Like, there's a reason why they weren't the top five pick. I, I think Rodney's doing great. And you know what? We're I'm always on Rodney for going to get the free throw line more. That might be screwing him up. Not like I'm screwing him up, but... Um, he, he looks like he is trying to draw fouls so much he's lost his rhythm. So maybe that's, you know, maybe that's, uh, you know, maybe we're wrong on that. Let him be him. All right, final two minutes, three minutes here. Is Ricky too old to have a shot improved? Is anyone working specifically with him on his shot? Um, yeah, Igor works with him every single day. I think it's unlikely the shot changes a great deal. He doesn't have great, there's some things where you see he just doesn't have great touch. Uh, I'm going to just start to embrace Ricky for who he is positively instead of harping on negative all the time. Not not saying you are. It was a good question. I'd, I'd be surprised if he changes dramatically. Uh, where could Favors go and start as a power forward? I don't know if he starts anywhere as a power forward. All right. Alex says I'd drink it. Joel says he'd drink it. Yes, you're fine drinking it with Monica. Okay, I am so sexist. I completely believe Monica, particularly because it says Monica Holt Burby, and Monica Holt Burby means that she's probably married, gives me a decent chance in Utah that she has children, and though she misspelled kombucha. Whereas Alex Bickmore and Joel Christensen seem to me like they could be like return missionaries sitting in like their like with their buddies renting someplace and think it'd be funny the way like an Instagram account thinks that things are funny watching me drink it and getting sick. And Monica, I'm trusting. Is this sexist or smart? This is like a Gladwellian blink thing right here. Am I smart to have made this blink decision that I shouldn't trust Alex Bickmore and Joel Christensen because they might be um, – they might be 23-year-olds who would Instagram video me puking in the toilet and post it and think it's funny after I drank the kombucha, and then I'm trusting Monica that she's treating me like her child. Was this Gladwellian blink or pure sexism? Uh, do they get you rooms with breakfast included? Speak to the travel person. Get that sorted out. Um, they do not. The players have breakfast and things taken care of for them. The broadcasters, we do not. I do not get breakfast in my room. Um, let me remind you. That in the winters, I stay at five-star gorgeous hotels that are unbelievable. And in the summer, I stay at Hampton Inn with breakfast in my room, baby. Yes! I go out for coffee every day with Igor. So we go out and get breakfast. He's a wonderful dude. Is correlation between Favors and Miritich not playing last night? No. All right, I'm flying through this. Hopefully it's fermented a little more, says Brett. What time does your job for as a broadcaster get going? Not talking your extra work with a podcast network. I, it, I, I would say it doesn't stop. I don't really know how to answer that question. Maybe we'll do a, questions about lock and life on the road day. I don't know why anybody really cares that much, but it does seem like some people do. Ajali says, I think drinking it's fine, especially if it hasn't been opened. It has not been opened, Ajali, and since I'm going to let you cut my hair, I should probably trust you with this. Um, kombucha's just fine. Um... I think we're done. There's just a lot of questions here. I love the passion and the energy from all of you guys. Um, so I think we have wrapped it up. 
Uh, wait a sec. There's a few more. I, I did see that the guys who I just made fun of, or I didn't make fun of, um, just jumped in. Uh, Monica says she's drunk. Joel says he's 43 and he's not a missionary. Um, dude, I'm married and all my kids drink. Um, and Seth says thank you. You guys are awesome. Jazz and the Hornets tomorrow. We'll have a tomorrow on Pack Friday as well. Hope you're great. See you later. Today's show brought to you by Stevens Henniger College. Give Stevens Henniger a key. Text them keyword 88588 or visit com. Also brought to you by the store at 6200 South, 20th East, and finally by our friends at The Advocates and all the work they have done to make sure that you are taken care of. You can reach The Advocates as well by reaching them if you need to. Hopefully you don't, but if you do, at 801-355-5550. Have a good night. Or wait, a good day. Or a good mid-afternoon. Rejecting the screen has been retweeted by Kobe, Dame Lillard, and Vince Carter. So it's fair to say you should give it a shot. I'm Noah Kozlov. And I'm Adam Stanko. Rejecting the screen hits your feed every Tuesday and Thursday. On Tuesday, we talk hoops and a little bit of life. On Thursday, we go ISO with a guest. Stories from anyone and everyone who has touched the NBA with tales we promise you've never heard before. Find Rejecting the Screen right now wherever you get podcasts and hit that subscribe button.